Hi, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Michael Yon, and this episode is on the Zybekipa, the civilization that Kentakis's father, Yarkas Kardas, first grew up and evolved with and was incarnating with. It's a recap and an expansion on the last two-part episode we did on Yarkas Kardas. So, my first question, Kentakis, how old in evolution is Yarkas Kardas? That's a funny one, Michael, because it took me a long time to actually discover how old he actually was. Originally, I thought he was between anything from, say, two to five billion years old. And when I discovered it from my brother, it really shocked me. So my father, Yarkas Kardas, is just over 15 billion years old in evolution. Wow. And in his early days when he was incarnating, what was his society or civilization called? Um, they were known as the Zybekyapa. Right. Can you say that again? Zybekyapa. Right. And what was the name of their planet? Their planet, it's an unusual name, Michael. It's called Hal-Assa. Like, in other words, Halassa. Halassa. That's how it was actually pronounced. I remember my brother Kanag explaining that he actually would say Halassa. Halassa. That's Halassa. That's exactly how he said it. Right. And how long did planet Halassa exist? Or is it still in existence? Their world, Michael, existed as a society, civilization for a little over two billion years in their own evolution. Right. And what were they like as a society, these beings called the Zybekyapas? Like their height and body structure? Well, before I answer that one, Michael, if you, if you actually had one standing beside you, you'd probably um, uh, wet your pants or something like that because they, they're pretty, um, how would you say, terrifying just to have them standing on the side of you. The beings that lived there were very tall, an average of 12 feet, which is 3.66 metres, to 15 feet, being 4.6 metres in height. Their body structure was very solid and large when it came to muscle structure. They were not as agile as the Nakarons, nor in body movements. Example, the males and females in most cases were very strong in body. Their strength would, let's say, one Zybekyapa would equal around 14 to 15 humans when it came to strength. Wow. And how many incarnations would Yarkas Kardas have had on their planet, Halasa, during that two billion year period? My father, creator Yarkas Kardas, had close to 2,000 incarnations. It was slightly under that, but that's in his own evolution on Zybekyapa. What about uh, their technology in space travel? Did that exist? The Zybekyapa had developed very highly advanced technology for space travel and were considered gods to many civilizations throughout many connecting universes. And yes, they played on that far too much, especially the survivors of the Zybekyapa who fled from their warring planet, Halasar. Their spaceships were indeed massive in size as their technology that allowed them to travel at great speed which could have been around what is referred to today as light speed. What is even more interesting is when the Zybekyapa B-1 
became explorers traveling throughout many universes in search of different life forms. And yes, Michael, they came upon planet Earth within that period of humanity's history when a little over 87,000 Nakarons were placed on planet Earth, being within the evolution of that 928,000 year period. How did the Zybekipars present themselves to the human population back so long ago? <laughs> um, yeah, very egotistical they were. They saw the locals as unadvanced in thought consciousness and realized they could manipulate them for their own self-gain by creating highly advanced holograms of themselves that gave the appearance of them floating on a city in the heavens. The locals, seeing all of that, end up believing that they were indeed supreme beings, godlike. So, Michael, that's where all the myths and legends began so long ago and created beliefs, which over time became self-conditioning within humanity, right throughout human history. So with Yarkas Kardas, what happened after his last incarnation? Well, first of all, Yarkas Kardas, he, he was a very, how would you say, very scientific man and a very spiritual man. And he learned to understand that there was far more to life. So he made a conscious decision that on his physical death, he would no longer reincarnate on his planet but he chose to stay within his own spiritual vibration, within, within his own planet dimension, to work on his own spiritual essence in developing what he truly believes in, Michael. He calls it magic. That's where real magic exists. What he learned, not many would ever discover. He communicated with a substance called living energy that everything throughout all universes is created through thought consciousness and manifested into physical reality by this substance called living energy. It exists within us all and all around us and within everything, no matter what form it is. It is reality. It is the living truth. That's why all of life, especially life forms that have actual thought consciousness. From there, Yarkas Carter spent several million years in human time developing his own unique abilities until one moment in his own time he came to a self-realization that he was everything and everything was living energy. And how my father Yarkas Carter came into his reality of existence that he believed he was a limitless being. And Michael, that's why I wrote The Dream Assassin Volume 1 and on the way of completing The Dream Assassin Volume 2. And I must add, Michael, there is so much more that I could explain about the journey of my father, Yakus Kardas. Maybe later on, another moment or two or three. <laughs> well, I'd like to ask just a few more questions, if that's okay with you, Kentakis. Yes, why not? About these so-called gods... How long did humanity back then allow themselves to be influenced? <laughs> it lasted for a while, I suppose, to the locals. It lasted for around two to 5,000 years. These so-called gods did in time manipulate the locals by causing countless wars up amongst the human population because of their own domineering factor, which separated, divided the human population even further than it should have. 
they were most certainly wrong in what they were doing, let alone creating massive negative karma for themselves. Wow, yeah. So, Kentakis, after that, what did the humans do? <laughs> the locals, being humanity back then, began to ignore these so-called gods and began to create their own form of religion. That in itself angered the gods, being the Zybekyapa, who in turn created lots of disasters on planet Earth. They even brought massive, unusual sea creatures, monsters, to planet Earth, not only in the oceans, but some also on land, which created mass fear within the human population. Wow. There are so many stories in history of how sea monsters plagued the Earth back then. There has to be some truth to those stories, Kentakis. So what did the gods do then? <laughs> well, some of them, being their egotistical egos, came down to confront the locals because they naturally thought the locals would be so scared of him. But the locals, being fierce warriors, were waiting for them. They had built huge weapons to fight if needed. And yes, a huge battle was fought amongst the gods and the locals, with several gods being killed, which is unusual, causing the gods to have fear of these human warriors and decided to leave the space of humanity's universe never to be seen again on planet Earth. Wow. So these human warriors actually killed a god or two. Do you know where they travelled next, these Zybekupas? Yes, Michael. My brother Kanag is always very accurate when it comes to any form of information. These so-called gods, better known as the Zybekupa, travelled many universes over several hundred years. They had a very unique lifespan, being roughly anything from 800 years to around 1400 years. Eventually, they discovered a planet that was similar to their own planet called Halasa, which a conscious decision was made by them all to create a new civilization, which they did. And they do exist in a universe that would be around 41 billion light years from planet Earth and still called it planet Halasa. As a civilization, they are known as the Zybekyapa. What is more interesting I have been informed by my brother Kanag that my father, Yakus Kardas, visits their new world and teaches his philosophy and is highly accepted as they are simply amazed by his abilities, not just by his teachings, but also by his amazing abilities in creating magic with living energy. What a turnabout for that society, civilization. Hey, Michael. Yeah, oh, for sure. Going back to where you had mentioned that this their, their planet had and they had been evolving on their planet for about two billion sorry yes two billion years why was such an evolved race warring and what became of the ones that didn't leave well you've got to compare different dimensions and the species that actually live within those dimensions. Just very quickly first, use humanity. Humanity in reality has been evolving for, say, 928,000 years. And you've heard me say this probably many times, but it's the truth. The amount of wars that occurred within humanity itself is a little over 157,000. And as I said to you, anything from 17 to 19 billion humans 
have suffered because of that. Now, you've got to ask yourself, why would a nation, why would a species want a war so much? Well, there's only one answer. It's called ego, domination, control. No different to the Cybecupa. Now, they lived for a very long time in peace amongst themselves. But fractions of their society moved into other parts of their planet and they recreated a different form of understanding. Their limited thought consciousness is not like our thought consciousness today. They could not develop their thought consciousness back then, which is 15 billion years ago, like we are developing it today. And that's a big difference. The egos back then were huger than what they are today. And that's one of the reasons why they fought. I mean, look at it. You look around the earth and all you have to do is say one wrong word to another nation and they want to send nuclear weapons over to you and destroy you. That's how easy it is to start a war. Well, back then, it was the same, just a little different. And they fought amongst themselves like um, Baghdad, you know, and the terrorists against the Western societies. It's no different. It's the same thing, just different species and different circumstances. And I guess different technology. Do you have a picture of the kind of what kind of fight it was? Oh, yes. I have a, I have a picture very much so. They had, um, oh, it, it's like um, it's like a spear, but it's very shaped differently. They could fight with a spear in battle, but they could also use it as a weapon where they can literally um, not laser you, but it's a stream of energy that just bores a hole through you. It's not like a, a red laser beam or a blue laser beam or, or anything else. It's like, it looks like a, a, how would I say this? Like a silver rope, very long. And when it shoots out, it's a flowing energy, but it's minute in size. And when it hits a body, you can move the spear whichever direction and you can literally kill half a dozen or a dozen. It literally cuts them in half. But they did have they did have a problem. It didn't last very long. It was like their last resort. And their main fighting was with spears, not swords, spears. So like they would hold with two hands and they would yes, yes, move back and forth. Yeah. But they also had this unusual contraption built on it. And that's where the power to shoot out this unusual ray that would literally cut anything in half. It wouldn't cut metal or anything like that, but it would cut an actual body, the flesh, literally melt it. Mm. And so what can you paint a picture of what happened um, around the time that uh, these pe- the, the, these that were decided to leave left? Yes, yes. These beings approached, uh, they approached Yakus Kardas and they wanted Yakus Kardas to come with them. Yakus Kardas said no 
my time has ended. And they said, well, then how do we leave the planet in our ships if they follow us and then we have a massive battle in space? And Yarkas Cardas showed them on his plans what to do. And it was so simple by removing one little panel that clipped and you took out this little device. And that device allowed the flowing of magnetic energy into their motors. And if that was removed, it wouldn't go through. It's like a disconnection. It's like, you know, having um, a nerve and you sever the nerve and you pull it apart. Well, naturally, some part of your body is not going to work. But if you put it back together, then you've got connection. And it's the same principle. Yeah. And so how many of these ships did they disable? The exact number, I'm not sure, but I believe it was about 32. Wow. Before they left, they disabled 32 ships. That's right. Very quickly, very easy in the night. Yeah. These people, these Zybekiapa, were too busy and too nervous and too worked up to sleep properly. And their energies were totally unbalanced. And it's like if you moved in front of them, they would kill you because they were panicking. That's how their society became. They just weren't the way a Zyapek. A Zybekupa would actually act in a normal situation because of the warring that was going on. And many, many, many died. So they got in at the right time to disarm these ships and they left the same night because they knew that there was going to be a massive problem and there was. Yarkas Cardas passed away three days, if we look at human time, later, in his own living quarters. He knew he was dying. He was very old and he looked. He knew he was dying and he knew it was his last life. The Zybekupa that left took off and they got away completely scot-free. It took away how many ships and how many people? Only two. Only two ships, um, around about 1,500 in total. And that was... Um, women as much as men, and a very large proportion of that were actually children, young ones. Really? A large proportion were young ones? Yes, because the children had lost their fathers, their mothers in the war. Women fought just like men. Oh, yeah. And a lot of the children lost their parents. And if they stayed, they would have been killed because they were trying to kill out the bloodlines. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah just like the, like the Chinese did back 2,000 years ago. Do you know how long ago they, just, they found and started living on their new planet? Now, that's a very hard one to answer, uh, Michael. I'll tell you the reason why. I would be guessing. They traveled. See, what happened when, when Yarkas Cardas perished... Within a very short period of time, he was out of his body and within the safety of his spiritual world because he understood it. He, he trained himself for years and years and years and years, so he knew what to do. And the only thing that was left 
was the shell of his body on the planet. Now, the ones that took off, right, they traveled the universe for basically over 12 billion years. And where they went would be very, very hard to actually define because the universe is so huge. But from what my brother Kanag has informed me, he believes that they had settled on different worlds many, many, many times. Oh. And he, yes. And he also tells me that their society did learn to segregate onto different worlds in different universes over time because they end up building more ships, more modernized ships, which is understandable because they were, as I say, they, they had another 12 billion years on top of it. So they became very supreme beings in reality when it came to technology. Right. So, yeah, so one section of that group, and it's not just those explorers because they all died out. You know, they only lived between 800 and 1400 years. So they had many incarnations. So they would have built up a society. So there must be, there must be worlds out there somewhere, long way away, that has the original Zybekipa. And today they would be doing the same. Because if we look at when they came to planet Earth, which was about 579,000 years after the 87,000 Nakarans were placed on this planet. So the human society had evolved for 579,000 years with those Nakarans. And when that ship came and discovered planet Earth, they were explorers. And they came in their ship and they realized that they could manipulate the locals because they didn't have much when it came to thought consciousness, but they were aggressive. But by showing the locals what they were or what they wanted the locals to believe was that they were some sort of supreme god. Kentakis, what did they get out of this? What was what were they after? What did they want to gain? Pleasure. Pleasure, really? Yeah. Vanity. <laughs> Vanity. That's what it was, mate. Vanity. Yeah. They couldn't mate with the um, the locals because they were too big. <laughs> yeah. Right? And it was actually the pleasure of deceit. And they enjoyed it. That was like it was pleasing their egos. Yeah, they were looked up to. They were yes. treated as gods. Yeah. Yes. And there, there's been other civilizations, like about the same height or a bit, bit taller than humans today, that also came. And they did exactly the same thing. They presented themselves as some supreme god from another world. And the locals, you know, they loved it. They, they thought that this was a god. And it's the same thing. And... When they actually left, they went back and they then settled. There, what, whoever was in that spaceship, they found another world, from what I gather, that no Zybekipa was living on. So whoever was within that spaceship, that one spaceship, 
which was huge, massive. There could have been, say, you know, a couple of hundred. They settled on this other world. And that world is over 41 billion light years from planet Earth. And they have called it Halaza. There might be a few Halazas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that I think there'd be a lot today, mate. There'd, there'd have to be a lot. In comparison to the billions of years, that's mm. this is kind of recent that they've this last that's right. That's right. group found their planet. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Kentakis, for sharing with us about Yakis Kardas and the Zybekipa. You're very welcome. If you'd like to contact us for any reason, including booking some time with Kentakis, simply email kentakis at gmail.com. And if you'd like to find out more about Kentakis and his books, simply go to etcconsciousness.com. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Michael Yon. Stay tuned for more.